electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. The great global question, when slowdowns loom. We can all be critical of the policy piece. I think in the end, the actual policy piece has almost been irrelevant. Who do we listen to? Biden saying he doesn't see a recession coming. Yellen saying she doesn't see problems in the market. Those are two huge questions that still a lot of people are kind of waiting on. Amazon Prime Day number two underway. The deals, the shows, the music. Vice President of Amazon Prime joins us, Jamil Ghani. Ultimately, we think that combination of shipping, shopping, savings, and entertainment is what sets Prime apart. Plus, a fragrance called Burnt Hair. Elon Musk's newest venture. And stars, they're just like us, starstruck. I'll see you guys. Bye. You're going to see The Rock right now? It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Trying to do a show here. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three, two, one, cue please. Good morning. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. We are watching big swings in the British pound after a Financial Times report saying the Bank of England privately signaling a willingness to extend its emergency bond buying program beyond Friday's end date. In the last hour, the BOE shot down that report, confirming that the program will end on Friday. Now, BOE, uh, BOE Governor uh, Andrew Bailey delivering a similar message. That happened yesterday. And he warned of pension fund managers uh, to try to finish rebalancing their positions by then. My message to the funds involved and all the firms involved in managing those funds, you've got three days left now. You've got to get this done. Because, again, part of the essence, I think, of a financial stability intervention is that it is clearly right. temporary. So uh, we're seeing additional turmoil in that marketplace. It just seems like the opposite of, of what would be we did and right. you know when you say I've got plenty left here I got my bazooka Hank Paulson to say it's definitely ending then doesn't isn't it that like a the purpose but it's a dare to the mark I think the mark the in players take it as a dare and say really we'll see and then they start hitting you again and then you they have to uh, you know you have to backtrack and but they're kind of frustrated I think that the pension funds haven't done anything and they haven't to try sold and either. we've given you the opportunity you're saying you don't like this price so you're not coming in and doing it the this warning that you've got three days right. left. But if it sounds like it might be a mistake to us, we shouldn't just assume, oh, they know what they're doing. He's, he's not. Because they may not. They really may not. They, they, the they do have to get out of this little mess that they created. And so the question is, how do you yeah, do but that? They, see, that's where I'm not. You're already the in the No, I'm not in even. The hole, I'm saying that. So I'm saying you that, dig out of the hole. I'm saying you're right, but yeah. you're not, we're not saying the same thing. You're saying the Liz Trust mess. I'm saying the Bank of England had already made the mess. Like we've heard so many right. other, other people say there's. A lot of people pointing at, at where the, the actual genesis of, of the problem of, was. Of the mess began. Yeah. President Biden, I'm going to, I hope he's right. President Biden says he doesn't believe they're gonna be, there will be a recession in the near future. Here's what he said last night in an interview on CNN. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't, there, there, has, there is no 
there's no guarantee that they're going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. The way the labor market is and uh, even consumers, he could end up being right. I don't ascribe to the two, the back-to-back quarters that were already in one. I'm still hopeful. But uh, then at the same time, I think he does some things that, that don't help the case uh, if, if he doesn't want it to happen. But the president said the U.S. has real problems, but credited legislation passed by his administration. Not blamed the legislation, but credited uh, with putting the United States in a better position than any other country in the world economically and politically. I might take issue uh, with that. But I'm, I hope he's right. And I, 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 I don't think it's a given that we go into a really hard Jamie Dimon. I don't know whether he's saying it's a hard landing, but Stan, Drucker Miller, there's a lot of people that do think it's going to be a pretty hard landing next year. But I hope it's not. But interestingly, because we're now seeing this sort of uh, natural experiment play out in terms of how we are behaving relative to how Europe's behaving relative to everybody else is behaving, right? When it comes to the policy piece, and we can all be critical of the policy piece, I think in the end, the, the actual policy piece has almost been irrelevant right. to we always sort of do larger yeah. situation in terms of where our economy is. We so always when, do better, and we should, and we no, come no, back better. But we can, we can debate. I mean, now you go back and you look at the, infl- you know, the well, Inflation Reduction Act or right. any of these things, and you can say, was it a good idea or a bad idea, or, or did we give too much stimulus? Right. But in the end, where are we relative to everybody else? We would have always probably been there. But now, this gig thing that we're going to talk about in a second, I mean, I understand the motive. All, all these paths, these virtuous paths, kind of may lead where you're not want them to go. And I think Uber and, and the whole gig economy is a huge plus for what we have. And, and to mess with it like they want to mess with it, with you know the good. I guess it's good intentions. They want people to get benefits and everything else. But well, let's talk about a couple of these other stories. Yeah. First, okay. I, and then I, we'll I think get back. Part to of the big problem is is what happens to the economy, but what happens to the market in the meantime? And a lot of the people that we're hearing from who have these big concerns are people who do risk management and who are looking at the markets and worry about liquidity impacts. Earlier in the day, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen spoke to Sarah Eisen in an exclusive interview. Here's what she said about the health of the economy. We had an employment report just last Friday that shows we continue to have a very resilient economy, an economy, of course, that's slowing, which is something we expected fully after a very strong recovery. We um, essentially erased the shortfall in output from its potential. The ARP accomplished that. Um, We would expect slower growth, but um, you know, we still had over 260,000 uh, jobs last month. Yellen also addressed reports that she was considering leaving the administration after the midterm elections. She says she had no plans to leave. She also said they didn't see, that she didn't see, at least at this point, problems in the market. And again, that's the big question. The, the recession that may be coming, that some people argue is here in some areas of the economy, how bad will it be probably depends on the market reaction to some of these things, too, if there are big problems that pop up. So Biden saying he doesn't see a recession coming. Yellen saying she doesn't see problems in the market. Those are two huge questions that still uh, a lot of people are kind of waiting on. And the issue is you cannot see problems in the market today. But as Jamie Dimon said, you may see problems in the market six to nine months from now. These are very, very serious things, which I think are likely to push the U.S. uh, and the world. I mean, Europe is already in a recession. And they're likely to put U.S. in some kind of recession six, nine months from now. There may be some timing 
not just timing, but semantics issues, too. Meantime, President Biden pledging that there would be consequences for U.S. relations with Saudi Arabia after OPEC Plus announced a large production cut last week. The Wall Street Journal reporting that U.S. officials had been urging counterparts in Saudi to delay the production cut decision for another month. The officials argued a cut would be viewed as a clear choice by Riyadh to side with Russia. But Saudi officials dismissed the request. The journal saying that they viewed it as a political gambit by the Biden administration to avoid bad news ahead of the midterms. And I read some of the responses that we categorically deny it. It had anything to do with the midterms. But you can say that, but it's just impossible to, to really totally dismiss that but then as you something get into that could be of, in the back of everything 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 are you trying to right. affect the midterms are you being is it not just that the Biden administration is arguing against you are there other forces at play you've seen those reports that are that are arguing but Andrew, uh, you, behind you the could scenes say, look, to go to go you know screw with the, the administration but, but by definition we're doing things that we think help the country and therefore, if they do help the country, we will be reelected. And it's all, you know, it's all like a circular argument. Of course, we're doing things that might help us in the reelect. We're trying to help the country and we're trying to be rewarded for being, you know, for being in power and having good things happen. So you could always say that. But in a more cynical world, I, you would I, say, yeah. you would say, you know, you want I don't even want to talk about this because I think it's so patently bad. Shares of gig companies plunged yesterday after the Labor Department released a proposal that could pave the way for the reclassification. We've talked about this for a long time, reclassification of gig workers. I thought we had it settled as, uh, as employees, gig workers as employers rather than independent contractors. Uh, Lyft fell 12%, Uber fell 10.4%, DoorDash dropped by 6%. The proposed a rule change or would change how the government determines how it classifies those workers, taking into account uh, whether the work is an integral part of the employer's business. Of course it is, but that's not really the issue. Both Uber and Lyft said they didn't believe the new proposal, if enacted, would reclassify its drivers, but the stock market uh, believed it um, yesterday. You have a lot of flexibility as a Lyft and, and an Uber driver, and there, there's, there's a lot of trade-offs. There's a lot of great things about it that it does people work as much as want, as hard as you want. Um, this will basically, it's like going to be a, a, a stake in the heart of the whole gig economy. Here's to me the question. There are people who drive 10, 15, 20, 25, in some cases even 30 hours at very, uh, different either times. different times, odd times, whatever. Those people sh shouldn't even, we shouldn't even have a conversation about those people. Right. There are people in places like New York City and other places that who are decided, for better or worse, that they, this is the career path that they have chosen, right? This is yeah. what they want to do. And Uber has chosen to do it with them. And they are trying to work a sort of. So this is what Dara Kustra has eight, said. Eight basically. to 10 hour uh, uh, a day schedule or more right. or what have you. It seems to me that in those cases, you might want to, I mean, that's not an unfair conversation to have. Right. And the truth and, is. And by the way, the CEO of Uber has right. said just this, and that the, they're willing to talk about And the about truth that. is that if you're trying to make it a fair playing field for employers, you know, for those people who are working 40 hours a week in just about every other industry, they're paying those benefits too. So that's to me where the sort of debate lies. I right. think the challenge is that, I, and it's sort of hard to understand exactly how the policy would be enacted, but would it try to cover a larger gambit of people, in which case then, then this is a, a more difficult conversation and makes the employment picture 
for everybody, I think, uh, more difficult. Look, the stock market is reacting to those companies that rely on these contractors, but the, the big publicly traded companies that rely on those contractors, the bigger issues may be smaller businesses that can't fight this the same way. I mean, California, there was the law enacted back in 2019. Uber and Lyft were able to get an exemption to it because they were, you know, they, they took that vote later that allowed them to say that we're, we're not going to be part of this. So they got out of it. It, the bigger concern that some people are raising is what's, what does it mean for nail salons, hair salons, uh, construction companies, a lot of different places, places like contractors for, for home building and different things, where they're not going to be able to they're not going to be able to take that all the way to the Supreme Court and fight it. So I, I think you're right, and I think Dara's right to consider if you're working 40, 50 hours a week every single week, you are an employee. If you're picking up time on the spare, if you're working 30 hours a week or less. That's uh, a different well, question. Talk about the end, but that, the, all these means. So the, you don't effectively want to kill the goose right. that laid the golden egg. It's been a, I mean, what, the government looks at it, it's just too good of an idea. We're going to just definitely screw with everything else. We're definitely going to mess with this now. This has been a conversation since Hillary Clinton was running for president. Remember, she was talking about the gig economy and all these people who were being left behind without protections. This is an ongoing thing. It's not something that was resolved in the last I think days how of the administration. Try getting a cab in the rain. It's impossible, and you and you got to go 40 blocks. I mean, it works so well, and even Uber Eats and everything else. I've never used that, but uh, I go my because I, I park my car right in front of my house. You believe that? Can you do you have any concept of that where you just walk out your no. door and it's yeah? Cheese will be next. Next on Squawk Pod, thinking about holiday shopping. Amazon's already there. Its second Prime Day this year is underway. Vice President of Prime Jamil Ghani has the scoop on the deals you can scoop before it's over. Deals on Apple, first ever deal 15% off on the Peloton bike, you know, skincare products, toys, home, apparel. There's discounts and some of the best pricing of the entire year. Sales, Rings of Power, Thursday Night Football, and so much more is right after this. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Up and Andrew, Q. Good morning and welcome back to Squawk Box right here on CNBC. We're live at the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Andrew Ross Sorkin along with Joe Kernan and Becky Quick. One company that's front and center when it comes to inflation is Amazon. Of course, it sees this because it's so big. It's got its tentacles in so many different areas. And right now, it is halfway through its two-day early access sale for Prime members. The deals end at midnight tonight. This happens to be Amazon's second Prime Day of 2022. And coming in October, it gives customers an opportunity to get an early jumpstart on holiday shopping. That's who it's good for. It may also mean, though, that it's adding another nail in the coffin of the traditional holiday spending season. 
Joining us right now with his insights into the state of the consumer is Jamil Ghani. He is the vice president of Amazon Prime. And first of all, Jamil, thanks for being here. It's really good to see you. Uh, good morning. Thank you for having me. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this second Prime Day. I, I think that caught a lot of the people by surprise. Consumers really excited about it. Maybe your retail competitors, not so much. Why did you add this second uh, Prime Day? We know that our members are always looking for savings. Um, it's true with Prime Day. Prime Day this year was the largest uh, Prime Day we've had in our entire history, over $1.7 billion in savings. And given the current macroeconomic environment, we know that uh, savings are even more important. And so we wanted to allow our Prime members this exclusive 48-hour period for them to get a, a jump start on their holiday shopping. It, it, does it have anything to do with excess inventory? Because, you know, some people look at it as a sign of this is just a lot of retailers got stuff with that, was stuck with extra inventory. Are you getting rid of some stuff this way, too? No, not at all. This is a curated event where we're offering top brands like Apple, Laneige Skincare, Murad Skincare, HP, Shark. It's all the things that our members are looking for as they go into the holiday shopping season. We've even curated for the first time a top 100 list. These are the most giftable items that all of us are looking for, for our loved ones, for our kids, for our neighbors, for our family. And so this is a purpose-built event exclusively for our Prime members. How does this fit in a second sale with what we heard from Andy Jassy back in May when profitability was really cut into? We heard a lot of concerns about higher costs, not just at Amazon, but everywhere. Um, does this blend in with that message of profitability? Yeah, well, I'd say that, you know, we want to uh, take care of our prime members. They're our most engaged members. And like I said before, they're always looking for savings and discounts. And so this is an opportunity for us to give them another exclusive offering through their prime membership. This is on top of the original content like uh, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, Thursday Night Football, and other things we've been doing throughout the year. And we do every year to take care of our prime members. So I think this is really about taking care of our members first and foremost. Let's talk a little bit more about Prime Video. Um, obviously, Thursday night football has been a huge issue. The numbers have been kind of unbelievable. What can you tell us about it and whether you think it's been a success? Yeah, we've been uh, blown away by the reception uh, of uh, Thursday night football. Uh, we've shared previously that it was the biggest primetime event for Prime Video in our history. Uh, in addition, I can share with you that in the three-hour period around the launch on the 15th of September, we had the most Prime signups we've had in the entire history of the program. That's on top of Prime Day, Black Black Friday or Cyber Monday. So unprecedented numbers and in terms of engagement, the production quality is excellent. I know I'm a fan, lots of uh, our members are as well. And so we wanna continue that throughout the season. Jamil, how much do you think about that, meaning the, the Prime Video piece of this, as a way to actually get either new Prime customers into the entire ecosystem, either just on the video piece, on it preventing churn on the other piece. I mean, how, how do you sort of, when you guys actually sit with a whiteboard or try to math out the economics of the video piece relative to the other piece, how does it, how does it sort of uh, pencil out for you? Yeah, so uh, you could rewind the clock, and in the beginning, in 2005, Prime was all about fast, free, and limited shipping. Over time, we've added benefits like Prime Video, music, gaming, reading, and many, many other benefits. The reality is, is the re anyone uh, uh, member might join Prime for any one of those reasons. They might be coming for an event like Prime Early Access Sale. They might be uh, wanting to watch a piece of content like Thursday Night Football or Rings of Power. But 
uh, what we think sets Prime apart is that in one simple membership for a low price, you get access to everything else. And over time, our members discover those other elements. So we're going to continue investing in selection, speed, convenience to make shopping the best proposition it can be for all of our members. But we're also going to continue investing on Prime Video, gaming, music, and all the other benefits because ultimately we think that combination of shipping, shopping, savings, and entertainment is what sets Prime apart. You paid about a billion dollars um, for the Thursday night football. Did the math work out for you? Was it was it money well spent? And do you plan on going after other sports rights? It's it's an 11 year uh, deal. We're very excited about the early uh, results. It's too early to say in retrospect. We're just really focused on uh, giving a fantastic experience every Thursday through Thursday night football, through the continuing series of Rings of Power, all the other content on Prime Video, and then what we're celebrating today, uh, and members should check out uh, uh, by midnight tonight, is Prime Early Access Sale. There's uh, uh, deals on Apple, first ever deal, 15% off on the Peloton bike, you know, skincare products, toys, home, apparel. There's, there's discounts and some of the best pricing of the entire year across the entire store. And so that's what we're going to keep doing with Prime. It's just raising the bar on the experience for our members. And Prime Early Access Sale is no different. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I should, I should point out a billion dollars a year. You point out it's an 11-year deal. Um, Jamil, the rings of power, a um, little bit of a slow start, but I have to admit I'm hooked at this point. You, you got there with the character development. What, what's the feedback you're getting? There's been some criticism. There's been notes about how reviews were shut down for that. But what's the feedback you get from your customers at this point? Yeah, the feedback has been fantastic. We've shared previously that on the first day, we had over 25 million viewers globally, and that's only grown over time. The series will continue uh, through the rest of this uh, season and then into future seasons. We're very, very excited about the property. It's a beloved global property that we're taking uh, 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 care with uh, and building over time. And so far, the feedback has been very positive, and, and we're looking forward to the rest of the season and seasons to come. And, and Jeff Bezos' feedback has been strong, too. I know he was uh, particularly interested in this, uh, making sure this was done right. I, I'm hoping that Jeff is watching as well. I have a sneaking suspicion that he is. <laughs> Jamil, thank you. Jamil Ghani again from Amazon Prime. Great to see you. I think Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is outside. I think The Rock is outside, <laughs> right there. behind you. I see you guys. Bye. I think you're going to see The Rock right I'm now. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go. What see. is he doing out there? Uh, getting his picture taken. Can we off. get a, a camera people. out there with The Rock? Maybe you should do like a I'll go report from man on there. the street, woman on the street interview with The Rock. I, I really want to know if that's him. The stupid truck won't move. Oh. Holy cow, it is him. I'll be hand, back. I'll see you, you guys. Hand mic, I th oh, no, there's already a guy with that. Oh, look. Oh, that's Michael Strahan. Strahan. Oh. You're, like, you're like crashing well, yeah, the... I don't think you want to now crash we're... somebody else's interview. Okay. That would be, that would be timeless. It's either... I would like to... That would be great. It's either Michael Strahan or TMZ over there. Okay. I'm going to run behind him. Becky um, is taking pictures. Oh, I'm going to go... Oh, my good. goodness. I don't know. I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Oh, my God, it's Michael Strahan. Right. <laughs> Coming up on Squawk Pod, does Becky take on Times Square to find The Rock? They're in our shot. We didn't go over to Good Morning America. And in other celebrity news, Elon Musk has a brand new venture. With a name like mine, getting to the fragrance business was inevitable. We took the bait. The Musk of Musk. And no, it's not money.
summer, the best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. You're listening to Squawk Pod. Good morning and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC, live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Joe Kernan, along uh, with Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin and... Uh, of the rock. We're having fun this morning. Yeah. I mean, it's something. We got the rock outside. We've got all sorts of things happening here. We're talking odd. gig economies. The, He's they, got a lot of gigs. He does. They, they, they were mad that we noticed. I mean, they're in our shot. We didn't go over to Good Morning America. <laughs> I mean, they're mad that we happened <laughs> they to. They, they didn't yell at me, me, but they yelled at. You okay, Mac? Mac? Don't take it personally. You're just doing your job. Um, USA, it's a big crowd. I mean, what well, are we supposed to... you put them on the street for a reason, to, to draw a crowd. Exactly. Through us, too. We're trying to do a show here. You know, who was it? Just one of the security... Uh... It, it was fine. It was fine. Everybody was... There, it was a huge crowd. It stopped traffic. Ooh, was... good morning, America. Ooh. Uh, we're uh, like, ooh, good the rock. <laughs> <laughs> you were. Yeah, you were. I've I, never seen people go so crazy. I you, thought the Pope you know had arrived. Do you excited my I son's to... for the Jumanji? You, like, all of the <laughs> Movies he watches you the said Barack. the rock. I thought you said Barack is over there. So oh. I went, whoa. And uh, <laughs> I was thinking that's a little bit casual for a former president. But um, anyway. Some interesting Elon Musk is always interesting. His boring company is selling a fragrance. Yep, you heard that right. A fragrance called Burnt Hair. Musk tweeting last night with a name like mine. Getting to the fragrance business was inevitable. The perfume cost $100. And is available on the Boring Man, I Company. I can't believe we took the bait. Website. Yeah, we, we, he, we, took, the we took the bait because his next his next text after that, or his next tweet after that was, "Just wait for the countdown for the media doing stories on this." Right. On so here we are. So we are we bait. not though going to talk about this Ian Bremmer situation? That was I didn't understand that. What happened? Ian Bremmer said he I, talked to Putin. So and Ian Bremmer said he didn't talk to so Putin. So Ian Bremmer writes said, a note. So that. Yeah, Ian Bremmer writes a note. He, he does a newsletter every week, a paid he newsletter to subscribers. Said Elon told him he said that Elon, Elon told him that he had talked to Putin and that they had that uh, that he explained this whole sort of strategy about how to walk, you know, deal with Ukraine and what would be needed to get to a, a settlement and whatnot. And he wrote that. Elon Musk came back and said, "No, he said nobody should trust." He didn't actually say it was wrong. He just said. Don't trust Bremer. No one trust I thought he said I hadn't well, spoken to Putin first for 18 he said, right. months. First he said, uh, I hadn't talked to uh, Putin for 18 months, which seemed to make it seem like, well, that he couldn't have said any of this. And then Bremer came back and said, Elon told me this. I wrote, I wrote this because Elon told me this. This is how we... And then, and then Elon responded to that and said, don't trust Bremer. So either there's like four options. Either Elon Musk... Uh, is, well, he's either he could be lying and, uh, about that he did talk to Putin. And now right. he says he does didn't want to talk right. to Putin. He could have he could have lied to to um, to Bremer. That's yep. possible. Bremer could have lied. Yep. Or there could have been a misunderstanding. I mean, sort of my my good faith view of this is that everything got conflated, and maybe Musk said, you know, I talked to Putin, 
Dick maybe doesn't say exactly when he's yeah. and then somehow starts talking about Ukraine right. and it all seems like it all happened. I talked to him and I think this would be that's the what case. I'm of, is that's what I'm hoping. Right. So yes, it's 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 one of uh, there's four doors and you could pick one. This that's morning, the one I was I kind think. of hoping on too. And there's probably at least four outcomes with this war, and, and I can certainly see how someone might want to. If there was a way of ending it right now with maybe a couple of things, it'd be nice if we could do that so the A word gets out of our lexicon again forever, the Armageddon word. It'd be nice. I mean, are we really talking about these things? I think we are. Well, I wish we weren't. I agree. And it'd be nice if, Does you know. Does appeasement work, though? Yeah. Some of the stuff Elon said about, you know, Crimea and its relationship with Russia and everything else, some of that is kind of... True. But it's also talking points straight from Putin with some of those things. It is, but it's, you know, for us to try to understand exactly what goes on way over there. It, it, and I don't love us talking about this stuff either. It's, right. You know, I just, it'd be nice if, if something, if there was something that could appease someone so that can't we all just get along? And that's Squawk Pod for today. Thanks for sticking with us. Oh, and can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Check out Becky's Twitter feed. Her handle is at Becky Quick for proof of her Times Square star sighting. Tune in to the always entertaining Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern. To get the highlights from Squawk Box, the best interviews and analysis, as well as all the fun stuff, and get it right in your ears, please follow Squawk Pod wherever you get your podcasts. We'll meet you back here tomorrow. And we are clear. Thanks, guys. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.